Welcome back to the Demote Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the Demote Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and now on YouTube. I'm actually uh, going live on YouTube. I do video now, so if you want to uh, be able to see my face and not just listen to me talk and actually see me, uh, go ahead over to my YouTube page, Demetrius Collins on YouTube, uh, and you can subscribe there to the podcast as well. Thank you all for, thank you all of those who have uh, been listening and supporting me through this. It's been a long road, but I appreciate it. I'm still learning, still growing, uh, still trying to understand the little nuances of podcasting in order to make my message uh, more effective and make it reach more people. So for those of you that have been with me since the beginning, I really appreciate it. And thank you. And go subscribe and encourage others to subscribe because, uh, you know, what we're doing over here is, is good stuff. So today's episode is going to be about uh, Jay-Z and the NFL deal. We're gonna talk, I'm going to talk about that because a lot of people have a lot of different, a lot of opinions and a lot of uh, comments and things of that nature, especially within the black community. Uh, it's been a very hot button issue. And so I want to drop my two cents on it. And I'm sure that a lot of people aren't going to maybe, I, I'm sure a few people may be surprised at what I'm going to say because, you know, there's a lot of nuance to this thing. That is being discussed by some And not being discussed by others And I feel like there's a lot of over Emotional reaction There's a lot of naivete Naivety, however you say it Naivete I think that's how uh, I I think that's what it is for most people here Because um, But yeah, yeah, yeah Before I get to that, I just want to say one more time Make sure you go to iTunes uh, Subscribe to me on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio YouTube, I'll be on Spotify soon And thank you all for listening so let's get started with the, with the topic. So, very recently, Jay Z, uh, Colin Kaepernick, obviously set the world on fire a few years ago when he decided that he was going to kneel for the national anthem in protest of police brutality and the oppression that, as we as African Americans, and not just African Americans, but there are others as well, uh, especially in the Latino like community, community that go through some of the similar things that we do. But uh, he wanted to protest that and bring that to light because. Uh, over the past You could say half a decade Just outstanding rates of police brutality And even if the rate of police brutality Isn't coming up Just the magnitude of it Being thrust in our face Has drawn a lot of attention to Has put a lot of spotlight on it And it's an issue that Even if the numbers may not say That it's an issue It's an issue in our community Because proportionally Black men get shot by the cops At a higher rate than anybody else in America And that's an issue So Colin Kaepernick took a seat at first, uh, he, then he spoke with Nate Boyer, if I remember that's his name correctly, the uh, army veteran who decided, who told him, hey man, ne- sitting down for the flag is probably not the best way to go about this thing. You should kneel because kneel shows respect and deference to the flag while also still uh, communicating your protest more effectively. So he did that, and somehow the protest still got lost in translation. It became about the veterans, it became about the flag, it became about Colin Kaepernick. He's only doing this because he doesn't have a spot in the league. All the other things except for what Colin was trying to bring the issue to, which was police brutality, which is still happening today. Um, white supremacy is still a major impediment to black progress in this country. And not even just to black progress, but to all progress, but black progress. Because, you know, I'm speaking up for black people on this podcast here. And that's what uh, Colin Kaepernick was trying to bring attention to. So, fast forward. Colin Kaepernick doesn't have a job. 
I'll probably talk about that on subsequent episodes. How he it's still amazing how he doesn't have a job, how Josh McCown can come off his couch and get signed by the Philadelphia Eagles, but Colin Kaepernick can't. You know, um, effectively he's been blackballed. So a lot of people have decided that they want to boycott the NFL, which I completely understand that. Uh, I was sort of kind of on board with it. I'm not going to lie, act like I was 100% on board with it because at the end of the day, um, you know, I think Colin knew that this could happen when he decided to take his stance. So, and then also, things came full circle for the brother and he got his money. So he got a deal with Nike. He settled out of court with the NFL. So he did get his money. He settled with them. That That is something that did happen. We can't forget that as part of the narrative or the story or the chronological time of events. But he still went out a job. And for a lot of us, myself included, that is an issue for me. That is an issue. That he doesn't have a job when quarterbacks like Jay Cutler, who is not very good and hasn't been very good for a while. And like I said, Josh McCown, who is a career backup, can get a job. And I guess, you know, there's a lot of little fake talks about why Kaepernick doesn't have a job. He wants to be a starter. He doesn't want to accept the backup role. None of which is true. Colin Kaepernick already came out and said none of that is true. And yet, fast forward, here we are. We're still without a job. So, to transition to the Jay-Z topic. Um, Jay-Z was in support of Cap, as we all were. Uh, Jay-Z also told people not to perform at the last year's Super Bowl. He also dropped in his raps that, you know, the NFL didn't... He doesn't need the NFL. The NFL needs him. You know, a lot of tough talk. And so... I can understand that it was a surprise to many when Jay signed the deal because a lot of people were like, okay, bro, you talk very militant on your raps. And then when we see you sitting next to Roger Goodell and Roger Goodell's not saying anything, he's not having to ask why Kaepernick has to get a job. You basically have become the shield for the NFL. And that's how a lot of people are perceiving the optics of the issue. But before I get into, um, and for me individually, I thought my main issue with Jay-Z, because I do think there is criticism for Jay-Z on the deal. Mainly, though, the criticism that I have for Jay, and I think that more people should be directed, is the optics. It's how he handled the press conference. He didn't come off very militant and black in the press conference. He came off very, you know, he was stuttering a lot. He didn't, it looked like the Charlemagne the God question caught him off guard when asking him, hey, man, you know, how do you reconcile this getting... Get doing this deal with the idea that Cap doesn't have a job, and you know, it's not the answer. The answer per se is not what I think people have an issue with. I think it's more so, like I said, the optics of it and how he responds to the question. So I'm gonna play the audio of uh, Jay Z, uh, Charlamagne asking Jay Z the question, and Jay Z's responses to those who are asking him about Colin Kaepernick and Willie protests. Yeah, that's a great question. I think that um, uh, I think we take it back. I think that we we forget that Colin's whole thing was to bring attention to social injustice. Correct. So uh, in that in that case, right, this is a success. Right. This is the, the next thing. Right. Because there's two parts of protesting. You go outside and you protest and then the company or the individual say, I hear you. What do we do next? Right. So for me, there was for me, this for me, it was like action, actionable item. What are we going to with that point right there? What Jay-Z says that I actually agree with him. Um, I think that was the point of what Callan Kaepernick was doing initially was to say 
this is what this country does to black people, and this is what I'm going to do in response to what this country does to black people in order to piss people off and get you to think about what is happening that you may not make just because you live in suburbia and this goes for black folks too but just because you live in suburbia and you're not or just because when you get caught the cops you get pulled over by the cops you don't have to worry about these things there is a segment of society of your countrymen that have to deal with this and i think when jay-z said that i agree with him on that point because it is Colin's point was to bring attention but i'm gonna get back to the audio here do with it like everyone heard and we hear what you're saying and Everybody know I agree with what you're saying. So what are we going to do? You know what I'm saying? So we should millions and millions of people and or we get stuck on Colin not having a job. It's, you know what I'm saying? Sir, this way, would you, would you kneel with your stand? Would I what? Would you kneel with your stand? Um... Okay, I think we passed kneeling. You know, I think it's time to go into uh, actionable items. Do you want people to stop it? No, I don't want people to stop protesting at all. Kneeling, I, I, I know we're stuck on it because it's a real thing, but it's a form of protest. I support protests across the board. We need to bring light to the issue. I think everyone knows what the issue is, and we're, we're done with that. We, 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 everyone knows what the, we, you know what the issue is? You know why we were kneeling? Okay, do you know the issue? Yeah. Yeah, do you know the issue? Yes? We all know the issue now. Okay, next. Where are we moving on next? And I'm not, again, so... So... That's pretty much what Jay-Z had to say. He went on to say, you know, he's not saying that we don't, he doesn't want us to protest. He's just saying we need to move on to uh, more action and doing more things to combat social injustice, which I agree with. I think, like I said, once again, I think the issue for many in the black community is number one. He told people, Jermaine Dupree, yo, man, don't. Well, I don't even know if he told him to, but he probably was saying at the time, look, I don't know if it's a good thing to do to take the deal with the NFL. Right. And he also went on record and was saying how he didn't need the NFL. So for a lot of people and then the optics of it. Right. Roger Goodell didn't even speak up. Roger Goodell sitting to the side. You know what I mean? Like, you know, just letting Jay-Z take the full on social media fire. I mean, not the social media fire, but the fire from the press. And and, and, and a lot of people have an issue with what Jay-Z didn't say. Right. Because. There's people out there, uh, and I sort of kind of agree with them. I'm not going to say I 100% disagree, but people feel like Jay-Z, you know, you rapping on your lyrics real militantly about how much you're a billionaire, how much money you got, how much these white people aren't going to make you their slave. And to a lot of people, the optics of what you're doing makes you look just like what you said you aren't. It makes you look like you're an opportunistic slave. Like, yo, I'm just going to go get this money because, you know, it's an opportunity for me and my company and that doesn't sit well with a lot of people. So I don't necessarily disagree with that criticism of the deal, right? Because, you know, that's applicable. Jay, I'm, I'm sure even Jay would be like, you know, I, I get if you got him back and you articulated, if you got him to a room and you articulated your point, I'm sure he might say, okay, I, I feel you. I guess I, you know, I could have handled it different. But my bigger issue is, for me, I don't agree with the criticism that comes off very emotional and very much like calling Jay a sellout and things of that nature. Because we have a history, uh, social, so social justice is a thing that, 
or social injustices is a thing that black people have been fighting since we were brought over here, right? From slave revolts to, you know, fighting back against the KKK to, you know what I'm saying, protesting, uh, sending war, uh, uh, soldiers to World War One without the, the army being, you know, desegregated. I mean, we've been pushing and pushing and pushing since we've been in this country to try to get people to see us as full humans and not, you know, something other than. And so with that, what I'm trying to say is with that being, we, we have what, what, what it was said to me. I was at the convention recently and I was talking to uh, another black dude. He does wealth uh, management. And he was saying that, you know, we have to get out of a victim mentality. Now, I believe as a student of history, and as somebody who lives in this country, I very much believe that black people are victims of social inequities in this country, right? Police brutality, you know what I'm saying, uh, wealth, the wealth disparity, the income disparity, every which way you want education, every which way you want to slice it. Black people, we tend, we tend to find ourselves at the bottom of the totem pole on, on a lot of things. And so while I, I disagree with him saying that, while I do agree that we're victims, I disagree with people who say that we shouldn't like we shouldn't act we shouldn't perceive ourselves as victims number 1 but another thing that I disagree with is us building a brand around our victimhood so to speak and I have a lot of issues with people on social media people that I come in contact with people like Al Sharpton who is seemingly obviously I don't know these people I don't I've never sat down and had a conversation with these people but it seemingly comes off like you're profiting off the suffering and the, and the struggles of your own people, right? They call them poverty pimps. That's what they call them, a demigod. That's what they call Al Sharpton and those guys. And, 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 and a lot of people have issues with Jay-Z for the same thing. But I think, like I said, there's a level of nuance to this conversation that, conversation that needs to be had, right? Because not only had, does Jay-Z have a pretty much flawless track record of doing things for his community, we have to ask ourselves, right? When you look at all of the people that they tell us to look up to and some of the ones that we tell ourselves to look up to, and I wrote down just a few names that I'm sure a lot of people would Agree with. We write down Malcolm X. We write down Martin Luther King. And another one came to mind this morning before I sat down to do this podcast. Tupac. Right? We love Tupac. Everybody loves Tupac. Tupac is probably the most uh, applicable or the most appropriate comparison to Jay. Because a lot of people probably would run. And I'm sure if I search uh, Twitter, I would find a lot of people saying how Tupac would never have done this. Nipsey would never have done this. But mainly Tupac would never have done this. Tupac would never have done this. And they're probably right. You're right. Tupac would never have did a deal. And if Tupac would have did a deal, he definitely would have said something real. But at the end of the day, I need people to keep in perspective. We, as a, as a, as a community, I think I read an article. Well, an article came out a few months ago that said by 2053, the median net worth of the average black person in the country is going to be zero dollars. Zero. That means you don't own anything. That means you don't own anything. And if you do own something, maybe you're losing money on it or you have a lot of debt from college tuition or whatever your, your debt may come from. And the, the reason why I'm trying to tie these two issues together and try to reach and try to get black people to think, think of this in another way is you can have social justice, right? And we've been fighting for it since we got here. In my opinion, we haven't made that much progress, but some people would disagree with me on that, and they're well within their right. But my point is this. Malcolm X, we love Malcolm X. I love Malcolm X. Malcolm X died. He didn't own his own home. Malcolm X didn't have any money. You know what I mean? And so we could fight for racial equality. 
which I don't know how attainable that is in a society so deeply rooted in racism like the, the United States, the American society is. Or you can do what Jay-Z does and get your money and set your family up and set your kids up in a way to where they can be insulated. Right. So a lot of us are criticizing Jay. Um, a lot of people have criticized Jay. And I think, like I said, some of it is appropriate. It depends on what you're criticizing. But if you're criticizing him for selling out and, and, and sitting up next to them white folks, well, then I think that you probably are small minded and you probably haven't been out of your city or anywhere very much. And understand that there are other uh, there are other there are other avenues to gain the, the, the equality that you seek, so to speak. Right. And for the longest time, I'll even use myself as an example. I I tried to fight back. Against white supremacy with attitude and demonstrations, right? And you see Jay-Z was talking in his in his uh, interview. He was talking about how, you know, protests, right? But what comes after that, right? So black people, I feel like we've learned and been trained and taught and we've romanticized and made a brand out of protesting, right? Fighting back with just emotional outbursts or uh, physical demonstrations, right? So Colin Kaepernick, I'm going to kneel. Black Lives Matter, I'm going to walk in the streets saying Black Lives Matter. But at the end of the day, the things, we have more power to change a lot of the things that are happening in our communities than we realize, right? And, and I think due to our history of slavery and due to the psychological effect that racism has had, not over just, not just right now, but over generations previous and generations that are going to come, the psychological effect that it has on the black psyche, we tend to abdicate power we tend to give a lot of our power away to white folks right or any other anybody else right anybody else who we feel can do better or what am i trying to say could be in control or make something happen for us right so a lot of black people we like to talk about how white people ain't gonna let us do x y and z and some of that is true but a white person can't stop you especially in the 21st century in today's world there are so many avenues and so many channels of information to get to where you want to go that it's not an excuse anymore, right? We got to so 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 going back to Jay Z, right? I agree with him when he says the protest was cool to bring light to the issue. We've been bringing light to the issue since we've been in this country. My question to black people is, especially those black people that are highly hyper critical of Jay Z, is what are you doing for not only for and not even what are you doing for the black community? Because that's a cliche, played out answer, right? Because there's nothing one of us can do for all of us at the same time. Even Malcolm X and Martin Luther King, at all the protesting and speeches that they've given. They didn't have enough cachet and power to actually change our day-to-day lives, right? So what we have to ask ourselves is what are we doing individually to change it? You know what I'm saying? We complain about gentrification. We complain about uh, the school systems. But what are we doing? Taking that responsibility on ourselves. And and some people may say, you know, I'm sounding like a coon. But no, I'm sounding real because it's very, very easy to blame somebody else for your problems. It's very, very easy. And and I'm not, and, and once again, I'm just like Jay-Z, I want to be very clear on what I'm saying. I'm not saying that white people haven't had a role and continue to play a role in some of the suffering that not only just black people face in America, but black people have globally. That's very true. That's very factual. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, if somebody slaps you in the face, if somebody runs up and tries to run your pockets, you have a choice. You can continue to live. If somebody tries to bully you every day, you go into work. If somebody stops you when you go into your car, and it's like, yo, Run your pockets You have a choice Maybe the first day You give it up Because it takes you by guard You like It takes you off guard You're like Oh yo I didn't expect my man to Somebody to run up on me And try to run my pockets Okay The second day You know what I'm saying Maybe there's an excuse For why you give it up But after a while You have to start Now it's on you Because 
after you go to work, you could go get some mace, some pepper spray. So next time that person run up on you, you have something for them. And that's the and that's the question that I want to pose to my listeners and to anybody else that comes across this um, podcast is what are you going to do to change your family's life, right? Because at the end of the day, Jay-Z is um, a billionaire. Him and Beyonce, they got their wealth. Blue Ivy and the other two babies that they have, they're going to be set. They're probably not going to experience some, none of the, day, the day-to-day racism that, you know, the working class black person experiences, right? So what I have written down here is we can either have social justice or we can have money. But 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 what we can either have. Yeah. So 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 we can either have, like I said, social justice or you can get money. It is a my opinion. And I'm just one man. We are not going to get social justice by legislation and politics. So Jay-Z, as much as, you know, he said, you know, I wrote down here. We're gonna, we can either help millions and millions of people or get stuck on Colin not having a job. Well, I don't think, even with the NFL's resources behind him, Jay-Z's not gonna, there's nothing that he can do to affect the day-to-day lives of, of black people here in Tallahassee or black people in Atlanta or Detroit. There's nothing he can do. He's only one man. The question has to become, and the accountability and the onus has to be placed on us. If this is something that we care about enough to criticize every single black person that seems to step out of line and do something that we don't like, what are you gonna do about yourself, about your family, to ensure that if you if, if 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 racism is as bad as a lot of us say that it is, and it is, it is, what are we gonna do to change it for the future generations besides just continue to produce future generations with nothing to give them? You know what I mean? We have to understand that. Capitalism isn't all bad and if it and if it and if it and if and if we started to use it, we would understand that we could all rise up. So like I said, I'm a student of history. And in one of my history books I was reading that, you know, the first generation out of slavery. They cut the black literacy rate, like illiteracy rate, like like by like 75% in a single generation. We had cities in Richmond and Atlanta and all over the South with black businesses, insurance companies, all of that. And it is also my opinion that when the civil rights came because of our psychological, the way we've been psychologically abused by systematic oppression and racism and the white beauty uh, uh, model paradigm that we've, we, we believe that we have to, because society, society, there's no such thing as integrated society too. That's another thing. We've got to get off that too. I mean, there are going to always be those people that want to mix and mingle with each other. And there's always going to be those people that stay to themselves, but we had our own to where we could do for our own so that there was no reason that we couldn't get a bank loan because the white person was like, nah, we're not, we don't loan money to black people. There was no reason why you couldn't, you know, own your own business because we were doing it ourselves because that first generation out of slavery was so connected to that oppression that they were, they were militant. That's the way I'm going to say it. They were motivated to do their own. And so somewhere along the generations, we lost that militancy, right? And I don't mean militancy. And I've said this before on my podcast. I don't mean militants in a guerrilla warfare aspect. Like, oh, taking up AKs and trying to, you know, shoot it out with the government because that's futile. That's like, you know what I'm saying? Pissing into the wind. I mean, an organized, uh, organized capitalistic uh, uh, militant view where you are starting your own whatever company you feel like there should be. If there's something you feel like black people can't get enough loans to open a black bank, you feel like there's not enough... uh, there's too much gentrification going on to become a black real estate agent and control what you what you feel an issue with because too often and I've said this I'm say this before and I'm gonna say this again too often we protest and there's nothing that comes behind it you could point to a lot of protests and there's nothing behind it there's nothing behind it it's just I'm upset I'm crying I'm a, I'm I'm angry and I'm gonna go in the middle of the street and I'm gonna scream out words and then that's it. I'm gonna go back home. And I'm gonna deal with the same oppression. No, 
The revolution is going to come in your brain, in your mind. You got to change the way you think. You got to change some of the habits that you have. And it's a struggle. I'm going through it. We all go through it when you try to change the way you move. It's, it's hard, but you can do it. And I think a lot of black people, we like to push off that accountability. We push off that accountability onto Jay-Z. And we make Jay-Z the leader of us or the spokesman for us. And there's nothing wrong with Jay-Z wanting to use his voice to speak for us, right? And I think that's a very... Um, Impactful thing But at the same At the end of the, at, at the, end of the day Jay-Z is an individual Who has to do For himself For his family Like you have to do For your family So he's put himself In a position By being such a good rapper A good businessman Or whatever That he can do a deal With the NFL and, and, and you may agree Or disagree with it But at the end of the day He's doing he's, he's being the example Of what I personally believe More of us Should try to be And more of us Should try to accomplish Now if that's not you And you don't want to do that That's fine But at the end of the day there has to be more than just outcry every single time either something bad happens or some black person says something that we don't like. There has to be more. We have to do more. We have to aspire for more. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, money is green, dog. And and, and, and that's what's going to change. That's what's going to alleviate some of the pressure of racism. That's what's going to alleviate some of the black Unemployment rates Even amongst college college graduates Black unemployment rate Is still relatively high So what we have to understand Is that we Have to do stuff To change it man You, you can't Listen Like I said before I'm going to repeat it again For the people that can't hear me Yes Systematic racism Is true It's real It happens It can happen to me Like I said I can finish this podcast Get ready to ride to the gym And get shot by a cop That can happen But at the end of the day At the end of the day if I don't get shot by the cop Because every black man Isn't getting shot by the cops Just like every black man Didn't get lynched Back in the 30s and 40s These things happen To a lot of us It's an issue For a lot of us And if it's that much Of an issue For all of us Then we need to all cut. Instead of just talking about it And have emotional outbursts And throwing temper tantrums Like five year olds We need to Come up with an organized Strategy Capitalistic strategy If you ask me And try to alleviate Some of the pressure Of racism Especially some of the Economic pressure Right Because that's where All this is coming from And I think a lot of The criticism of Jay-Z Is simply people can't be him You know what I'm saying People can't do what he did Yeah a lot of people Can have Make articulate uh, 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 articulate well thought out points Of why Jay-Z Shouldn't have done the deal But at the end of the day Jay-Z's in a position To do that deal So he did it You know what I mean I don't Necessarily see this as a slap to the black community I think Jay-Z's been Jay-Z from the very beginning Right, Bomani Jones did an excellent piece about this Yo, if you're surprised by Jay-Z Doing a deal with the NFL You haven't been listening to his music For the past, what, two decades? This dude's all been about money This dude cut off his closest friend Dame, burnt Rockefeller Broke Rockefeller up And built a new thing to, to be on his own To be closer to the money You know what I'm saying? Went on private trips with Leor Cohen Jay-Z's all about getting to the money Who has majority of the money in this country? White people So in essence, to get back what we lost Through slavery and oppression All that wealth that we lost he has to do what he's doing And if you're criticizing him Simply just for doing the deal with the NFL I think you're very small minded And you need to expand your worldview Because at the end of the day Money is the only thing that is 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 tangible in this white man's world. That's the only thing. If black people, if we had more, if we had more black businesses, if we had more uh, uh, black people looking to uh, build our own and put more of us on, we wouldn't be making all these crap. We wouldn't be crying. D- Donald Trump wouldn't be able to clown us by saying things like, "Oh, I thanks to me, black people have jobs." Like. 
that should be a slap in every black man, especially black men. That should be a slap in your face every time Donald Trump says some bullshit like that. Every time Donald Trump gets on and talks about how black he helped black unemployment rates, how the hell are you gonna help black unemployment rates? People are just gonna hire black folks, and it's not even about. It's, and I, and I'm, I know I'm getting off on a tangent here, but it's not even about black employment, right? It's the type of job that we we're getting. You know what I'm saying? Because I see a lot of black people working at Wendy's and being janitors and stuff like of that nature, and I know they're not happy. At the end of the day. The only person that's in control of your actions and what you do is you, right? And while Jay-Z is, it does look funny style what Jay-Z did, I'll be the first one to admit you to admit that, especially uh, during the press conference, he was kind of stuttering and he, it seemed like he didn't expect some of the questions that he was going to get. That's just my two cents from a view. But at the end of the day, you have to have respect for what the man has done and what the man is doing. He's going to become an owner in the NFL. In my opinion, I never thought I would see a black owner in the NFL because I thought that the old, the the owners were too white and too racist to accept a brother in. But somehow Jay-Z finagled his way up in there. And we have to have credit for that. We should see that as black men and black women and say, damn, Jay-Z did it. How can I, in my own way, you know what I'm saying, get it cracking in my life? Instead of saying, man, Jay-Z's a sellout. Because I guarantee if you if you or I were to get some of that money that Jay-Z's getting, we would see the world a lot different. I think that's a Nipsey lyric too. He said, hey, nigga, get some money. You're going to feel different. You, and you can feel different for looking at the world different, and that's the point. When you get when you when you're on a different level right now, we're working class black folks. We all got to go work for white people, and if, even if your immediate boss is is black, the boss above him, I guarantee, is probably a white man. And they don't like your hair. They don't like when you wear dreads. You can't you can't frown in the job because if you frown, everybody's scared of you. I understand all of that. All of that is true, and I think most of that is is the 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 um the feelings and the, and the stress that 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 day to day life. Presents is why people are highly critical of Jay Because anybody in Jay's position would do what he's doing I don't care who you are I don't care how black you think you are Now yeah, maybe you would handle the press conference a lot differently And I, and I think there's room for criticism of Jay-Z for that Because like I said, he didn't handle the press conference very well in my opinion Even though, you know, he made some points that I agree with I agree with, yeah, we could protest But then what comes after? Because for enough of black people, myself included There's a protest, there's a lot of protesting Of, of white supremacy But there's no action to improve your lot and the lot of those around you that come after. So I just want y'all to ponder that um, when you're thinking about, you know, this deal, when you're discussing it with your friends and, and, and co-workers or stuff um, at work. I want you to think about that. I want you to think about how, you know, we don't we don't take enough accountability of our own daily lives, of how we're living. And that how much power that we actually have over our days. And stop abdicating power. Stop giving power to white people. Stop trusting white people to do things for your black children that you can do for yourself. You know what I'm saying? And that's just my opinion. I don't have kids, so maybe I'm speaking a little bit out of pocket on that. But I, but even not even just not even just 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 with your children, right? For those of us that don't even have kids, just in your day to day life, stop waiting for acceptance from the white world and do your own thing. Get your own thing cracking because at the end of the day. Money is green, dog, and that's the only thing white people respect is money. So you see white Jay-Z sitting in a room full of white folks? Why? Because Jay-Z's worth a lot of money. Jay-Z's a good businessman, and they, and they see what he's doing. They see what he's accomplished, and there's a level of respect for that, even if there's not a level of respect for him and what he represents. So I'll digress off that point. Um, as always, like I said before, y'all can listen to the Demo Tape podcast on iTunes, uh, Google Play, Stitcher Radio. And like I said, I'm live on YouTube right now. Well, not live, but I'm on YouTube. Uh, doing a video So if you know You want to go And click on my YouTube page And see what I'm doing I appreciate that Make sure y'all subscribe Make sure you rate And review the show Because I want to know uh, What y'all think Of the show And ways that I can improve And progress In my craft So uh, Until next week Y'all Keep
Be safe and peace.